We're back. Hooray. Uh, again. We're back again. Well, welcome everybody to Two Funny Astronauts. I am a funny astronaut, Garrett Reisman, and this is Mike Massimino. Remember, remember, folks, we're not saying we're funny people. We're only funny for astronauts. That's right. It's a very low bar. Hold us yeah. to that standard. Please, no higher. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's see. Uh, on our last episode, we uh, talked about a whole bunch of baseball stuff. We talked about Joe Torre, talked about um, uh, rings I, in space. And I can't even remember. <laughs> How long ago was that? You talked about ago. what in space? Rings in space. Rings. Faster Galactica. Wait a minute. Doesn't, was that actually a podcast? I thought it was just me and you talking. I thought it was a conversation. No, Jason recorded it. Right. Yeah. My goodness. So, so, uh, so and, and, uh, but we didn't have time to talk about what I said, and it's, it's true. I stand by this. The, the scariest thing I had to do as an astronaut by far was throw out a first pitch at a Major League Baseball game. That is much more terrifying than launching in a rocket or doing a spacewalk or anything else I had to do. Uh, why was that so scary for you? I'll tell you. It's because I can perform under pressure doing my job. But performing under pressure doing somebody else's job is really hard. I'm not a baseball player. I'm not a pitcher. What, how, what do I know about finding the strike zone? <laughs> That's terrifying, right? But, you know, but we're all, 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 all the astronauts, um, we're kind of competitive, right? Wouldn't you say, Mass? Some are. I, I knew I would never win any competition, so I gave up being competitive. <laughs> right. I'm just so, texting my wife right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a, Oh, and then you know nice. I'm listening. She, she's, uh, are you saying happy one month and one day? That's right. We've been married a whole month. <laughs> how's Keep the going. marriage going? By the way, how, how's the marriage going so far? Well, uh, the first month is always the toughest. We made it beyond that, so we're we're <laughs> home clear now. But you were saying you were nervous yeah, about well, throwing it's, out it's the pitch. Nervous. You get you're out there. Everybody's watching, and you're, you're you were trying to perform at a high level, doing a job that's not your forte right that's 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 scary you get it's a very scary thing I, I was from the day i got back from from space the like r plus one the first day back they put you through all this rehab when you're on a long duration mission but part of my rehab was every single day i went out back and i started throwing i started a throwing program because i knew i was gonna have to throw a first pitch and i didn't want to embarrass myself because that's right. how competitive we are uh as astronauts i, I didn't know you were that competitive <laughs> <laughs> I just, I I, it, not that I'm competitive. I didn't want to embarrass myself like Scooter did. Oh, yeah. That was, you know what had to happen. Why don't you tell that story? Yeah, well, okay. Um, and you're talking about it being being uh, scary and, uh, you know, preparing for it. When I got to throw, I, I, I really prepared. And when I first got the first glimpse of this was uh, we were – New astronauts, and, we, and as part of our, our, when you're a new astronaut like you guys did and we did, all the classes do, one of the things you do early on is you go visit all the NASA centers around the country and say hi to people, and you learn about what they do there. And and uh, the one of the best trips is going to the Kennedy Space Center. And I remember going there in the Beach House, which is, like now it's turned into somewhat of a conference center, but it's a place where you can go to relax before launch and have uh, gatherings and so on. 
So we were there and there was a, uh, I don't know, people who was, what flight was ready to get going on that, but Brent Jett was there. And Brent Jett was uh, a couple astronaut classes before mine and before yours even too, of course, right? And uh, he had flown in space already once and he was getting ready, I think, to fly his second flight at this point. But he was like a cool customer, wouldn't you say, Garrett? Yes. I mean, just a cool guy. Nothing could rattle this guy. He was... He was, he, he, was, he was so cool that, that a lot of people were intimidated. Uh, you know, I remember in the very beginning, I was a little intimidated, too, because he's, he's right. kind of enigmatic. You know, he's kind of doesn't show emotion. And, and, just, and, and he, it, just cool. But, you know, yeah. Very cool. And, and I remember he said something to Sonny Williams once. He, the, the, he says, I'm, I'm not I'm not aloof. I'm just misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> But he was, he's a very cool and very, like, you know, cool from the standpoint of, you know, wouldn't get excited or worried about everything. I think he was like number one in his class graduating the academy, the Naval Academy, number one in pilot training, test pilot. He was just, you know, just this top guy who would feel his test pilot would never get rattled, right? That's a good description, don't you think, Garrett? I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. He was my boss for a, a long time. and He yeah, was I what? He was my boss. I, I was oh. in the uh, advanced vehicles branch. Yeah. So, uh, and he was a great boss, actually. I really enjoyed working with him. He's a great guy. And I, you know, I like yeah. doing Sims with him and flying in a jet with him. He was just really a great guy. But this is, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know him all that well uh, at the beginning. And I was, you know, just, just talking to him for maybe the first time. And uh, he was, I don't know, somehow we started talking about baseball. And he's, he had flown, I guess, a payload he had flown on, on his first flight. It might have been like a Spartan payload. They used to fly those things back then. This satellite would go out. They'd go and they'd retrieve it. It would take pictures or something. You know, some kind of science instrument thing. <laughs> I think it was run out of the Goddard Space Flight Center. Uh-huh. So the story he was telling me was he got to throw a pitch out most re- recently at a, at, a, at an Orioles game because the Goddard Space Flight Center is near Baltimore and the Orioles are from Baltimore. So he goes to this game, as you know, this like NASA night at the ballpark or whatever. And uh, he said that he threw this pitch out, threw the first pitch out, and he's coming to the dugout, and Davey Johnson is the manager of the Orioles at the time. And Davey Johnson throws him a baseball and says, can you sign this for my kid? You know, and that's pretty cool. You know, a baseball manager, a former player, you know, asked you to sign it. I thought that was cool. But he said the point of the story was not that, that he was doing this, was that he could hardly write because his hand was shaking. <laughs> and, and I was like, what? Wow. You know, and I'm like, you? You know, my, my hand would shake when, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to work the elevator. But this guy, you know, was Mr. Cool. How the heck is his hand shaking at, for this? And he goes, yeah. I'm telling you, I was really nervous. There's a lot to it. It's been kind of a nerve-wracking thing if you're not used to that. And I remember that story. And then when I got assigned to fly in space and uh, we were going to, you know, I love baseball and the people at Goddard that we worked with from the Hubble mission love baseball. And so we arranged to have this NASA night at the ballpark and the crew was invited and we got invited to throw out this first pitch. And Scooter, Scott Altman, our commander, because being a commander, he's the guy that's supposed to throw out the first pitch. So I was like, Scooter, look, you know, you know, I know you play baseball, you've thrown things around in your life, but Brent said, of all people, Brent was nervous about this. I think you need to practice. He's like, oh, no, no, I got it. I go, I don't know. I think you need to get ready. And I took, I took a baseball with me because I didn't, he didn't want to take one. 
and, and we didn't have any gloves or anything. He just like threw at outside of the building at Goddard in the parking lot before we left. He's throwing it into a bush, like, you know, uh, just no. into the side, you know, and I'm like, I think you should really figure ah, I got it. Don't worry about it. He's really calm <laughs> and cool about this. And I go, Brent, you know, Brent had trouble, you know, and he's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> it's true. So I'm like, okay, you know, we'll see. Uh, so we get to the ballpark and we're standing, he's on the mound and it's not a professional baseball player that's going to catch this pitch. It's the Oriole mascot yeah. who's a, a guy dressed up like an Oriole. You know, it's like, yeah. it's a human, but he's got this gigantic head thing, this big Oriole thing on him. And uh, he's got like, a, his glove is like, not even like a real glove. It's like some plastic thing, you know, that he has. It's, like he's brain, it's just not the kind of person you throw, not the kind of, you know, the, throwing to the mascot is not a bargain in this case. You want a professional player that can catch a ball that maybe is a little wide. So this little Oriole, the little skinny bird leg with the big feet and everything, he's getting that <laughs> Oriole hat. Yeah. And he, squat, he gets down behind the plate. And then I, I guess, you know, he couldn't see directly out of the, out, he couldn't see straight with this thing because I guess the beak of the eyes are in a way. So all of a sudden, the head turns. The head, the the bird head turns, and he's. I guess so he could see what's coming. But the, it looks like the bird's looking off like to the third base coach, and it rattled Scooter. I mean, he, he got it. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Now you're covering for him, man. That that can't be true because I I heard the story when and and he said that it rattled him because he looked off to the side because the eye holes were on the side. So the way he can see like that. His head. But listen, man. I've seen a lot of these costumes. I, I, I go up, go to Disney World, okay? Go, go look at Goofy and uh, you know Minnie yeah. Mouse, whatever. How can they? If the eye holes were inside, they'd be walking around like this all the time. How, how would they be able to mean. walk? That's why I think it was so surprising. Uh, yeah, because so, this I mean, bird. eye holes are always in the front of these costumes. Always. This is baloney. This is this is. This, I'm telling you, this is this is a. A uh, concocted story. I was standing there, and the and bird attempt- starts looking down at third base. I'm telling you, I don't know what was going on, but the bird, the head, I, the bird head turns. <laughs> the bird, uh, the beak with the little boreal hat on it, you know, and the little face of the bird uh, moves. And just looking at you're looking at the side. It wasn't like a, a ninety degree. It was like you know, about a you know thirty or forty degree. I don't know why. But his head turned. I, I, I assumed it was because he couldn't see out of the thing, and a baseball is going to come in his direction. Dude, so he's got it with the little, like, plastic glove. Uh-huh. What do you yeah. want to do? Some more investigation on this? That's just, just <laughs> telling you what I... I know you were there. I know you, were, I know you have a first-hand account. But I'm just saying that I think I think that you 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 you've been brainwashed. I think you've heard Scooter tell this phony baloney uh, excuse for why he threw a bad pitch about this thing about the bird well, so many times that you now internalized it. That pitch was so bad. There's no excuse. <laughs> if, if I mean, if an earthquake happened, if a, you know, if a, whatever, nothing could could. There's no. There's not an excuse. These are just facts. How bad? I'm not it? saying it caused what happened. But it certainly rattled him. I could see, <laughs> right, and, right. I, and and you know, and he winds up, and he's like doing this, like he's shaking the bird off, like he's getting signs from him. He's like, you know, like this, like he's gonna. He has like the ball. He's in a stance, and he's like acting cool. And I'm like, this is all superfluous, and I don't like this. Let's no. just worry about the pit. He's like pretending like he's taking signals, and he's shaking. He's acting really, and then the bird head moves, and all of a sudden he turns. Scooter like turns white, and he throws the thing. And it doesn't even make it, I think, halfway to the bird. 
They're like, bup, 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 you know, and, it, and it's off to the side and it's just, oh, my God. And this is Baltimore, which is a fairly, I think, friendly kind of town. And they're booing this guy. They're booing Score. Yeah. And they're like, we hope you can fly the space shuttle better than you can throw. Like, stuff going <laughs> And the people from Goddard were worried about our mission. Like, is he sure he's the right guy to command the mission? He can't even throw a pitch. So yeah. it, was, it was really a, a, a difficult experience of what happened. And that's what it goes to show you. When you don't take that serious... This is what this is what happens. And so I said to myself, I'm not messing around. If I ever get a chance to do this and uh, when I, that's not happening, I'm going to practice. So what's as hard what's as the can. first what's the first one that you threw? What, what's the first one? You, you so the first one happened with me was with the Mets. Um, when I flew, I flew a jersey with John Franco, who was the team captain of the Mets at the time. I, I flew his jersey into space for the team. Mm-hmm. And uh I know Franco ended up with it. He's got, I see him every once in a while around New York. He's a good guy. And we, we became friends as a result of this. And he's got it. He's got the thing himself. And he didn't go to it. But anyway, so I flew his Jersey in space and, uh, I returned it in June with my flu in two Oh two in March. And then we returned it in June and it happened to, uh, fall on the same day as the, uh, the Mets playing the Yankees. And so we're in Mets Yankees fans. So we remember this really well. Mm-hmm. You you alluded to it in a in a in another podcast where Roger Clemens had thrown at not he didn't throw at him. he hit Mike Piazza with a pitch, and it led to this controversy. And it was continued during the World Series where there was this the animosity between these two players: the big hitter for the Mets and the great pitcher for the Yankees, and both Hall of Fame caliber players. Uh, you know, just great players, but they were, had this this uh, thing going on about, you know, getting hit by the pitch. And so, so anyway, Clemens had never batted against the Mets for these few years in between that incident. And it was about two years, I guess. And uh, now he was going to bat that day because they were playing at the Mets state. So the rule was there's no designated hitter in the national league ballpark. For those of you who are concerned, you're going to get a baseball lesson or I'm sorry if you already know this, but, but he was, uh, so he was going to hit, he was going to pit the bat, you know, the pitcher hits in the National League and they're playing in the National League Stadium. So he was going to get up. So it was this big thing of whether or not he was going to get hit. If he was, they were going to throw at him, what was going to happen and so on. So it was, and it was a Saturday game of the week back when they used to have the game of the week. And it was a packed stadium and the place was rocking. It was really, and it was intense. The dugout was really intense. My, you know, my kids were with me and they had brought their baseballs to get signatures. But the place, it was not a normal game. It was really an intense game. And Bobby Valentine was intense. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he was a very friendly guy, And but he was really intense. Piazza was intense. The guy who was who saw what was going on with my kids was Mookie Wilson. <laughs> you remember Mookie Wilson? He's yeah, like, come on, course. you want to get – he goes, I'll sign your baseball. And he did that. And he goes, he goes you want to get some other signatures? And he goes – he's like looking up and down the bench like who they could – and this is very unusual. Usually the players are signing and happy and everything. But it was like a World Series game, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was it was just like they were going into battle. Yeah. And uh, I remember Joe McEwing. He goes, go to Joe. He'll, like, he was like saying who he could get – you know, who Daniel and Gabby get signatures from. So anyway – that was the mood in the dugout. It was really intense, uh, more than anything I'd ever experienced before around uh, a, a ball game. Even being in a dugout before, this was like a different atmosphere. And uh, Bobby Valentine was the manager of the Mets that I mentioned. And so I asked him, I said, do you have any advice for me you know, about throwing a pitch? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I got two things for you. 
And uh, he goes, number one, aim it higher than you think you need to. Right. Because people come out here, even ex-players come out here, and they try to throw, and they're up on the mound, and they bounce it. Mm-hmm. He goes, Johnny's a professional. John Franco's going to catch it. He goes, Johnny's a professional baseball player. You get anywhere near it, near him, he's going to catch it and make you look good. Go but if you it. bounce it, he can't help you. So just make sure you throw it high. You're going to throw it higher than you think you need to. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, that's one. What's the second thing? He goes, clean off your pants. You've been playing in the dirt. I was playing with my kids in front of the thing. And I had a girl. And goes, he goes, you, want you look filthy. What's the matter with you? Clean off your pants. You want to look clean good. off your pants. It's good advice. So, so anyway, uh, so the, the moment comes, and the place was rocking, but it was really like I kind of, it all of a sudden, like I just was so concentrated. And I had practiced, Garrett. I had practiced at NASA. Before I left on a trip, I got my friend Mike Correcrio, who was a catcher when I was playing. We, we played Little League together, and he was a catcher. I was a pitcher. And we went out to the field, you know, and, and a practice practice. I had thrown, like, a, lots of pitches to get ready. And uh, so anyway, I was ready. And I got I, everything. My kids were out there carrying a jersey. And I have this great picture of my kids smiling and with me and Franco. It was just great. And I got to the mound, and what was... Amazing about this moment for me was the place was rocking, although I don't really was, I really couldn't hear anybody. I was just that focused, I think. And I sort, and I look, I turn around from the mound. I looked around the stadium. It was loaded with people. And it was Shea Stadium, where my memories were from when I was a kid with the 1969 Mets and the 1986 Mets and the, the teams that won the World Series. They were, they were playing at that field. That field has been knocked down since. Mm-hmm. But it was still there, of course, when I did this. And I remember looking around and looking at the center field fence with 410, which was the marking of the, the distance, and looking back at that catcher and looking at John Franco just smiling, his huge smile, and just oh, pounding wow. his glove, looking at me like, you know, whenever you're ready, you know, like that kind of thing. And I was like, this is quite a moment. You know, there were those moments that you have in life that are just – extraordinary and this was one of them i'm on the mound at this stadium that i went to as a little kid rooting for tom Seaver, that same same spot where tom Seaver threw and yeah. nolan ryan jerry kuzman all these great pitchers the mets had had and there i am looking at this you know at that that down at that catcher everything was the same that i'd seen on tv from that scene before and uh we took the wind up and threw it real, from the mound. It's a real, wham. real experience, huh? It's What's like that? a real, it's a, it's a real surreal kind of dream. It was experience. surreal. It really was. Yeah. And I threw, I threw the ball well enough that it was, you know, easy to hit, but no, it was no batter. And uh, Johnny <laughs> caught it. It was a strike. And he came out, he signed the ball for me. And uh, I gave him a jersey. He gave me a jacket, a Mets jacket that I still have. And, and that was it. And then we watched the game. So uh, that was my experience, my very first pitch. And, uh, it was great. It was great because it was back at um, at Shea Stadium, which no longer exists. So yeah, yeah, that was my my first experience. Was that? How about you? Well, my first one was kind of similar. It was at Yankee Stadium in the old Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Same same kind That's of deal, cool. actually, in a lot of yeah. ways. Um, so I flew I flew all the stuff for the Yankees, and we actually I, I, let me back up. My first first pitch was actually a virtual one. We we filmed it on the space station. So I you know I I, I was in a Yankee jersey, Yankee hat. And I threw, we had a ball up there, actually, that, that is, for all I know, it's still up there somewhere. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a real ball. It was like a little toy ball. But uh, And a great thing about throwing out that first pitch from space is, one, I got a lot of heat on it. It was a 17,500-mile-an-hour fastball. That was pretty <laughs> cool. And then secondly, you can't bounce it. There's no gravity. It's not going to bounce. You don't have to worry about that. So I just threw it, and, and I threw it right at the camera. It actually hit off the lens. And oh, um, and uh, and so we did that. And they, they, my wife was actually in the stadium when they played it. 
I was still up in space, and they played the, the video on the on the giant jumbotron in center oh, cool. field in Yankee Stadium, uh, and, and they that that was the. Uh, the, their first first pitch from space in Yankee Stadium, but but then they came back. So that, I was going to do that, it for real. That was uh, during their final season. Was that when that was, or in yeah, the stadium? That was it was in the spring of '08. So yeah, final. Okay. The, the, so right, your first pitch final, was from space. Yeah. All from right. Space. Okay. Cool. But then they came back, and now I'm, I'm uh, now it's the end. The same season. It's still it's still 2008. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm in New York and I'm, I'm nervous. I'm a nervous wreck, you know, cause all the stuff was in before I'm, I'm, you know, so the day before I went out to central park and my wife was, caught me. So she, we went out there and I just threw a ton. And then, and then my arm is like sore. I'm like, throwing, <laughs> I'm like, over, oh, did it. And then yeah. I get to the stadium and, uh, it's the old stadium, you know, the, in the last year. And, and, um, mm-hmm. I'm down there in, near the clubhouse and we're, we're gathering around and I'm with the Yankees PR guys, uh, this guy Zillow I talked about before, Jason Zillow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you know, can I warm up? You know, yeah, you know yeah. I, I threw this morning, but yeah, I, I really can. I'm a little stiff. I really need to warm up. A little. And, and, and they're like, yeah, we'll fight. So the, the only thing down there was like this old like storeroom. So we yeah. go into this little tiny cramp because there's not much. There's, there's, it, the old stadium, the, 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 it was all really tiny down there. Like all, all the spaces yeah. were really small. It's also so, in I mean, New York. It's also in New York, Garrett. They usually don't let people, you know, the New York, the New York teams are just so strict about media and press and visitors. Yeah. Uh, I think compared to other, that's the other thing too. But anyway, go, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you they know, are. They are. About, they, they're much more strict about this stuff. You're right. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more loosey goosey in a lot of other ballparks, yeah. but, but that, so I'm down there and uh, they're getting ready to play. The, and so I'm in this little tiny room, you know, <laughs> It's like the size of like a bedroom and there's pipes hanging down from the ceiling. So I can't like put any arc on the ball. The guy's standing like 15 feet away from me. I can't put any zip on the ball because I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to knock the guy down. So yeah. it was a disaster. And, and I'm like, hey, this isn't working. You know, what yeah. can we go out? And, and, and the guy goes, well, why don't we go out into the hallway? Maybe we throw in the hallway. I'm like, yeah, that'd yeah. be better. Yeah. So I open the door and I step out and I'm wearing my blue NASA flight suit. I got a Yankee cap on a glove and a ball. And I take one step out there and I look up and there's Derek Jeter. No way. Yeah. And he's walking. He's got his bat under his arm. He's putting on his batting gloves. He's going to the cages to take some swings before the game. And he looks at me and he's got this look on his face like, what the hell is this? Like, what's this guy doing here wearing a Yankee hat and a NASA? And he's like, give me this look like what? And and I I kind of froze. And in the last episode, I was talking about my mom. All she can get out of her mouth when she saw Roger Clemens was, you're so big. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, the only thing I could say, so so I, I saw Jeter, and the only thing I could think to say was, "How you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what I said. And then he, he looks at me, and he gives me one of those, you know, smirks. You know, he, yeah. he, he, a little smirk. He goes, he goes, "I'm doing good. How you doing?" And then <laughs> and he just he just kept walking. That was yeah. it. And then and then I, and then I'm in the in the dugout, and the whole team is there, and they they start the music. They're, you know, they're, they're going to introduce the team. And, and and the music starts up, the dun, 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 you know, whatever. And uh, and they say, ladies and gentlemen, you're New York Yankees. And they all start running up the, from the dugout, taking the field. Mm-hmm. And Zillow's like, go. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, go, just run out there. And I'm like, now? He's like, yeah, now. <laughs> so I'm like, holy crap. So the music's still playing. Like af- I'm like, after the last player goes out, I go out. And I'm taking the field with the New York Yankees. It was like wow. one of the most... When it was like uh, uh, dream come true moments of my yeah, life, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm actually taking the field, yeah. and uh, and I'm, I'm run out there, and I run out to the mound, 
And I look up and there's A-Rod at third, there's Jeter at short. You know, I'm looking around at all these players that are all, you know, my heroes and everything. And there's Andy Pettit standing right next to me, waiting for me to do my thing so he can do his job, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, come on, get on with it, kid. So, uh, <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I, I, you know, I got out there and then they introduced me and they said, um, uh, Garrett Reisman from Parsippany, New Jersey. And that, and oh, I forgot, I forgot to mention. This was a, 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 day, a, a game, um, it was a Sunday afternoon game against the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I figured, okay, you know, I'm going to do this, this thing before the game. Everybody would be up getting hot dogs or whatever. Yeah. And they, won't even be, they probably won't even get into the seats until like the third inning. Yeah. So nobody's going to notice and the pressure will be off. But this was a Sunday afternoon game against the Red Sox. Wow. Okay? And... I can see Big Poppy was like on, in the on deck circle, like warming up, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I was like, holy, cr holy crap, you know. And 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 every seat was full in the old stadium, yeah. which is bigger than the new stadium. And you know, there, every single and they said Garrett Reisman from uh, from Parsippany, New Jersey, yeah. and this big roar comes out, and and I and I took off my hat. And I rate and I and I kind of waved my hat to the uh -huh. crowd, and another giant roar. From wow. 55,000 people. And I could see how, like, rock stars could get really addicted to this, <laughs> you know, because it's like having that kind of power to make that many people react just by yeah. making a gesture was yeah. was really – that freaked me out. I mean, it really yeah. freaked me out. It was like, wow, you know. So I can only imagine what it's like to be like Bono or something like that. But anyway um, – or Springsteen. I mean, it's crazy. So anyway, I put my cap back on, and then I got to throw the ball. And I'm terrified, right? <laughs> so I, I had all these... Ken Ham was working with me on, on my throwing program, and he gave me a bunch of tips. So I was going through in my mind, like, all the tips. Like, okay, you know, bring the hip up, tip, get, bring the ball back. And, and I'm going through all that, and then I just closed my eyes and threw it because I was too terrified to look. And, and fortunately, it was, it was in the zone. And, uh, it, you know, look, it was a ro it was a rainbow. I mean, uh, so, uh, uh, any major league baseball player would have sent that a long, Doesn't long matter. Rain, but yeah. I was in the zone and I was thrilled. And then and Molina comes up out of his crouch and he gives me the ball back and we walk off the field. And, and uh, the next day I came back for batting practice. They had me come back for batting practice uh -huh. the next day and hang out in the dugout. Oh, cool. And, so I, and, and Andy Pettit was there. I wasn't going to talk to him on, the, on his day. He was going to pitch, you know. Yeah. He was he was very serious that day, but now he's kind of loose. It was the day after he pitched great, by the way. And and so uh, uh, I said, so Andy, um, you know, what you think of my uh, what you think of my fastball? He's <laughs> like, you, you, you got a great natural spin. That was great motion. He's like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm working on my cutter. Can maybe? <laughs> he's like giving me. He's like, oh, let me show you. And he, he's giving me tips. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, yeah, I'm never actually going to throw a baseball. <laughs> but it was great pretty cool yeah it was a great a really great experience i yeah. gave i wore a a a, a, a yankees t-shirt with 55 on the back for hideki matsui uh -huh. when we opened up when we when we installed the gem the japanese laboratory module on the space station mm -hmm. so the day we first opened the hatches went in i'm wearing that thing and i gave it i gave it to him uh, oh, and cool. he, and it's, it's funny. So it's a men's medium, and he holds it up. It's like it's like he's, he's holding ah. it like a doll's, <laughs> like, a little, like a kid's shirt, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but that was fun too. So it was it was really cool. It's a great story. Yeah, that's awesome. And did you get to do some more, or is that did you did I you did, do it again but after your next slider? 
Yeah, I got. I did one more in in Dodger Stadium. That's a that's a long. Before I go into that long story, tell me about some of the other ones because you've done a bunch of them, right? I did a bunch. Uh, that was the first one I did that I described. And then uh, when we had the shuttle accident in '03, the Mets reached out to me. They wanted to do something, and we had a like a. Uh, the accident happened in you know February one, the Columbia accident of '03, and so they invited everyone to a ball. Everyone at the Kennedy Space Center was invited. They played in Port St. Lucie, which is not too far. It's like a couple hours drive, I think, from uh, from where the Kennedy Space Center is on the east coast of Florida. So I went down with Mark Polanski, and we threw a threw a pitch up. But that was different. It was a bunch of people from NASA. We were lined up along the sideline, and then and then they had another, when the Astros were playing the Mets. Uh, I threw a pitch out uh, for that as well that same year. But it was with Polanski, and we didn't go to the mound. We that, that time, we were like halfway, and I threw mine to John Franco again. John Franco caught all my pitches at that time. And I think Biggio from the Astros. <laughs> so, 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 so you tell me, John Franco is your, your, your personal catcher? My personal catcher, yeah. yeah. So he yeah. Caught, he's caught like three of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then it settled down for a while. And uh, then I flew again. I think that was it. And then I flew again, and... I flew a home plate for the Mets. I think we talked about that, but I didn't get to throw out a pitch. I don't know if I talked about that. I thought I was going to throw out a pitch, but it, and I was practicing, and uh, and then they they called me up like just a couple days before I was going to throw it. And they go, "We have a plan. We want you to present the home plate, and we'll put it down on the old one, and then someone else." And he didn't want to tell me you're not throwing the first pitch, but it was pretty clear I wasn't throwing a pitch. And I had been practicing. I go, "Look," I told the guy, "I was like, look, am I throwing? Am I not throwing a pitch?" And he's like, oh, no, we have a commitment. It turned out we have a commitment to a sponsor that day. <laughs> I don't know if I told the story. but So I go, okay, fine. So I presented the home plate to the team. And then, uh, and then the commitment to the sponsor was like a bunch of little kids from Dunkin' Donuts or something. I throwing a video. Like, was like, <laughs> and they were like, what the heck? So that was that experience, kind of quite a drop-off from the first time mm-hmm. I threw with the Mets. I did get to, I got to throw in that time with the Astros. That was cool. I went to the mound on that one. By that time, I, my Daniel was, was about 13, and he was playing, playing uh, like advanced little league baseball, you know, like beyond little league. And did, but did, I was a way, batting practice pitcher. I love throwing. And I, what I, the secret to this thing is, like, throw like a batting practice pitch, easy, nice, easy warm up, and groove it. So that I didn't even. I was I was in prime shape for that one. Let me, let me ask you a question: When you when you threw for the Astros, yeah, as you were releasing the ball, did you hear anybody banging on a trash can? I did right before. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a single, so they knew it was a fastball coming. So there was the manager that that caught it, it was like <laughs> Cooper. And that was yeah, I heard that. What was that bang? <laughs> you know, Mike L.A., uh, who's a friend of ours, is going to fly yeah. on uh, the Axiom One mission coming up. He's yeah. actually living in a, a building very close to the Astros ballpark in Houston, and there's yeah. a whole lot of the uh, Astros yeah. pers- personnel there. Yeah. And he tells me this, and including he, he saw Reggie Jackson, because Reggie Jackson is now right. actually a consultant for him. Uh-huh. So I said, well, that must be nice, except one thing. And he goes, what's that? He goes, well, I said, how do you sleep at night with all that banging going on? Yeah, man, <laughs> never mind the lights or the crowd roars. Like, I was banging a stupid. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was before any of that was going on. Yeah. But I'll tell you the two, the, the two interesting ones I want to tell you about since I left the, well, one of them happened right before I left the office. I was, in, I was invited to do uh, something at Detroit. Bill Prady, the, who has the big bank, he's a big bank theory creator, is a big te- uh, Texas, Texas, a Detroit Tiger fan. And he knows people with the Tigers and they were looking for an astronaut to come speak at a space day at the ballpark. 
And so I was like, fine. So I, but there was nothing about just speak to these kids before the game was a day game and go enjoy the game and go home. So that was the gig. So I go and I speak to these kids. The kids are in the stands and I'm in talking. And then the guy before I, you know, that's it. That's fine. This guy comes up to me and says, the guy who was arranging it says, we have a surprise for you. I go, what's that? He says, you're going to throw out the first pitch today. I'm going with this game. And he goes, yes. I go, I have a surprise for you. I'm not throwing out the first pitch. I hadn't thrown a Garrett. This time, Dan was already in college. I hadn't thrown a baseball probably in a couple of years because I used to play yeah. catch with him until he was about 14. And then he got into other sports and stuff. And so I hadn't thrown. I mean, I hadn't warmed up. Are you talking about warming up and everything? I go, I can't. There's no way. He goes, oh, you can do it. You don't have to go to the mound. I go, uh, no. And I go, I'm not doing it. I haven't warmed. He goes, we'll warm you up. I go, you promise? Because we'll warm you up. Uh-huh. So I'm like waiting around. I go, when are we going to do this warm up? And it's like what you were saying. I ended up in the hallway. I couldn't even see the guy. And these hallways, it was a new stadium in Detroit. So it's not like these old, that the hallway went on for like 200 yards. So uh-huh. of course, the first one I threw probably hit the side, went by him, and he, now he's got to chase it. So it's yeah. like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So he's like, don't worry, you don't have to go to the mound. And I go, I hate to do this, but I'm not going to the mound this time. I'm going to stand in front of the mound. He goes, stand in front of the mound. So I'm in front of the mound, and they had like these cheerleaders behind me. They're like the tiger cheerleaders. And they had the mascot, who's a tiger, right? A guy in a tiger suit. His name is Paws. And, you know, for a ferocious animal that the tiger would be, he's a very cuddly looking, you know, like a nice, he's a big Paws on. His name is Paws. He has like a tiger hat on. And these cheerleaders are behind him. And they're like, and they gave me these pictures that were taken from behind the plate. You can see the story told in pictures. I can share with you. But... I, and they have a player like his, some guy was like a backup shortstop or something's going to catch this ball and pauses behind him. I can't see pause. So I go, I go to this wind up and you can see like in the pictures, the girls are, are cheering and pauses like clapping. And then all of a sudden the pitch goes and you can see, you can see my, I deliver the pitch and it's coming and the guy's set up behind and everyone's excited. And then the ball starts going wide, wide left. Right, so you can see like the, the players start to get up, the ball's going wide, pause is not clapping anymore, the girls stop the cheering, then the ball's so wide you see the player like, like extended, right? I'm like I'm looking like, oh my god, what did I just do? Pause is like this with his little pause over his head like this, he doesn't want to look. The girls are like horrified, and the thing bounces, and uh, the guy catches it. But he had to die for it, you know, and, and, and he, you know, it had a big scuff mark on it. So that was the second time. The third time, the, I mean, the last, the, that was the first, the, the second to last time. The last time I threw a pitch out, it was at Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium, yeah. And it was that, the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing that day, July 20th, 1969, 50 years later, 2019. And they played a game on July 20th, 1969 at Yankee Stadium. Where they landed, they when they landed on the moon. Uh, actually, I guess I guess when they landed, they, maybe they were still playing the game, or but not during the walk. I, I don't know how the timing worked out, but that day uh, there was a game at Yankee Stadium, and they they saw that they commemorated it when they landed and so on. Anyway, so they asked me to throw this pitch out, so I'm like, you know, I'm, I wasn't necessarily the biggest Yankee fan growing up. But I have a lot of respect for the team. Like the opposite. You, you, two episodes, you told us about how much you hated the Yankees. When I you did not like them growing up. But I tell you what, I, I have you know, a lot and of and respect you, tell, for you also told us how the, the ambassador to Israel changed your uh, opinion. That's right. That's he right. showed me how to be mature about not liking people. So, uh, about never <laughs> rooting against the team. But I, they were just great. 
I mean, and, and they set us up in a nice suite and they gave me a jersey. And I knew I had to start practicing, but Garrett, my arm was killing me. This has been a very long time. I don't know what happened, but my, you know, all the NBL runs or something, I think I, I have a slight tear in my shoulder that I never got fixed. And I, I was practicing. I was dying, man. I couldn't even get anywhere close to the plate. It was just killing me. I couldn't even throw the ball as I was practicing. Terrible for days ahead of time. Finally, the day before I'm going to throw this pitch, I go down to Riverside Park and I figured out a way to do it. It was like, move your leg here and throw it like as hot as you can, as high as you could. And it somehow came closer to the plate. So same issue now, you know, I'm going to go there and I need to warm up. And there's no warming up at Yankee Stadium, right? No. There's like... But luckily, I knew the clubhouse guy, the crew, Joe Torrey, and he let me throw on the sideline with one of the bat boys. And oh, everything was cool. going fine. But I still was a little worried because about two days before the day, I get a call from the Yankees PR guy. And he goes, Mike, we have some very exciting news. I go, what's that? He goes, the guy on the mound back in 1969 pitching for the Yankees when they landed on the moon was Jack Aker. I go, I remember him. Sure. You know, when I was a kid. He's, he goes, and Jack Aker's coming to the game. I go, that's great. And Jack Aker's going to catch this pitch. And I asked, how old is Jack Aker? You know, Jack Aker, you know, like, now he's like in his 80s. He's in his 80s. And I go, how's he doing? He goes, no, he's okay. Because I'm expecting I'm going to get a, a professional player that's going to die for it and catch this thing. But I get Jack Aker, a former player. So, but nice guy, you know, he's in good shape. And we get down and we're, you know, we're waiting, waiting to go out there before the game. And what I also found out, they don't have many people throw out throw out pitches before a game. They told me, like, in your case, what you did, yeah. not very many people. They don't do that every game. They only do it a no, couple games a year. Pretty rare Yankee Stadium. Yeah. yeah, it's a huge deal. So I didn't even realize, like, wow, this is, they did it for the moon landing. They did it for you. They don't do it for, you know, just anybody. It's it's a big – it has to be a big event, right? Not us, but, you know, a big event. They did what it for uh, for President George W. Bush uh, after 9-11. There you go. That's a big – that's a – you know, 9-11. You know, Jeter, you know what Jeter told them when he, before he went out there? Uh, he was wearing a bullet, you know, not, right after 9-11, he's wearing a bulletproof vest because none of us knew if another attack was coming, you remember? Right, yeah, and, yeah. And they figured he, that would be a big target. And yeah. he goes out there, takes the mound, and he's going to throw his first pitch. And G, on his way out there, Jeter says to him, don't bounce it. They'll boo you. Is that what he said? They'll boo you. He didn't bounce it, though, did he? No, he didn't. No, yeah, he, he didn't threw, bounce it. He, he did. No, he threw a really so I, I, get, I get out there, but I'm standing next to Jack, and I'm holding the ball, right? I warmed up. I'm saying this to Jack Aker, this ex-Yankee, nicest guy, used to be a pitching coach too, and so he was trying to, you know, he didn't give me any tips. So, but but I, he said to me, he goes, Mike, after you throw, are you going to want that ball? And I'm like, yeah, I would love to have it, Jack. But if you want it, you can have it. And he goes, oh no no no, I don't want the ball. I'm just wondering if it gets by me, do you want me to go get it? This is, right. a, this is a, and I'm like, Jack, that's not really putting a lot of confidence in me right here. <laughs> so I got out to the mound because I wasn't going to go short of the mound and through all the pain in my shoulder, I threw it. And like you're describing this time, it wasn't my batting practice pitch. It was everything I could do to just get it there. And it had a big arc on it, but it fell right in. And uh, it's funny. He said what, what, what Pettit said to you, he comes out and goes, no, you have a natural spin on that ball. Blah, 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 blah. You could have been I'm like, now you tell me. I can't even read. So that was it. But it, was, it was really great. It was a great time. It was a wonderful memory to get a chance to go out to Yankee, the new Yankee Stadium, and do yeah. that with Jack Aker on that day. So yeah. Anyway, there if, you the, are. if the Yankees are listening, I've never thrown out one at the new stadium. So I'm just. Uh, I got saying. to throw one out at the new one. I know, I know, and you're a Mets fan. And so. I'm a Mets fan, but I. The next one, if you want a legitimate astronaut Yankee fan. 
You should get Ken Ham. <laughs> so what's your, we got to finish up here, guys. Or, oh, yeah. Wait, we're, okay, I got one more story. Tell us I your story. One, Tell us your, your net. You have one right. more pitch story. How many more you got? got? One more pitch. Huh? One more pitch. I just got one more. It's kind of a long story, though, but I'll, I'll uh, let right, me just get to one. So um, this is what happened. So I, I'm going to throw out one for the Dodgers. I'm in L.A. Cool. Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And I show up to throw out my first pitch, and the and the people there are like, yeah, um, that was the plan, but we got somebody else. <laughs> Seriously, like, I don't mean, was it a Dunkin' Donuts kid? Yeah, I know, right, right. No, I was like, well, I'm curious if it's a Dunkin' Donuts kid or what. And and I yeah. and I said, well, um, yeah, I just want, I'm just curious, uh, who is it that you got? And they said, well, we got the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Mullen, Mike Mullen. You know, is going to throw out the first pitch, and I was like, I get it. I'm completely outranked. <laughs> you know, this guy is a, like a four-star admiral, whatever. Um, and uh, and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, I get it. Uh, let him do it. Okay, I'm fine with that. They said, Who you'll be an honor. Team, by the way, what year is this? So this, I'm thinking, uh, this is probably like, this is this is after this is after I came back from my second one. So this is probably 2010, summer of 2010. So Joe Torre's still managing the team. Yes. And, and, and when this was all over, I went into the clubhouse and hung out with him and Mattingly and I gave him back his, his ring. That's actually what it was there for. Wow. Uh, but, but, but before that, I was going to be throwing out the first pitch. But now I'm not throwing out the first pitch. Now they said, you're just going to be an honored guest. I'm like, OK, fine. You know, you, know, you should have done right there, Gary. You should have said stuff like, oh, man, I could throw 100 miles down a fastball, but that's OK. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You sort of got cocky with him. All right, I can't. Wow. You sure I can't throw? Oh, like, I would have had. I could. I would have been no problem. No, yeah. no. It's a good thing I didn't get all cocky because yeah. when I get out there on the field, yeah. And now it's like about a half an hour before this whole thing's going to start, mm -hmm. and they come up to me and goes, "You know what? We're going to have two first pitches. So the admiral oh, will throw one. Yeah. Oh no, you'll throw one, and then the admiral will throw yeah. one, and and that will be. Yeah. It will go in that order, and and. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, can I warm up? And they're like, no, no, they're just like, yeah, they're like, no, you can't warm, you, you know, you can't warm up here. This is a major league field. You can't like get on the grass and you can't warm up. So I was like, all right, you know, but you know, I'll throw the pitch. All right, I'll do it. And um, and they said, listen, you have your choice. Okay, you can either take the mound, or you can throw from flat ground in front of the mound. No, uh, your choice. Okay, so. I'm no dummy, all right? Uh, my mama didn't raise no dummy. She she told me, you know, respect uh, the chain of command. So I walked up to the admiral and said, hey, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to throw for the, we have our choice here. We got mound yeah. or flat ground. What do you want? And he said, well, I was just up in the booth with my friend Vin Scully. Oh, yeah. And the advice I got from Vin Scully was, uh, Clean off your pants. <laughs> Throw it higher. Then. Throw it higher. Now, the advice I got from Vince Scully was, whatever you do, whatever you do, do not throw from the mound. He said, if you're not used to it, if you haven't been practicing on That's it, you're going to come downhill. You're going to throw a lawn dart. It's going to go right into the ground. Yeah. Boom. It's going to be embarrassing. Don't, don't, if you're not, throw if you're not, high. you know, practiced at it, don't do it. So I said, okay, sir, I, 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 I get it. We will I, throw could, I could actually throw out from center field if you want, but since you can't, sir, since I'll throw can. from over here, wherever you want. You want to do it underhand? You know, that kind of thing. You could have got cocky with him. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. should have. 
I should have, but you know, he's kind of intimidating. He's a chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Yeah, I could have <laughs> you. I don't want to mess with a guy like he, that. He, yeah, he could certainly have you exiled. He could, he could call in the he could call in an airstrike. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get cocky with that guy. No, you could have sent him behind his back, though. You could have went to really the Dodgers and said, "Hey, you know, uh, I wanted to go to the mound, and but no." Yeah, I don't yeah, want to right. guy up. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I'm like, okay, I got it, sir. Uh, well, uh, uh, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll throw from the flat ground. So, um, so we get out there and the music starts up and the whole ceremony begins and I'm standing right next to the Admiral and they say, now, ladies and gentlemen, to throw out our first, first pitch today, let's put your hands together for actor Michael Chiklis. <laughs> what? <laughs> And I'm looking at the Admiral, he's looking at me, and Michael <laughs> Chiklis literally comes out of left field. I mean, no, no kidding, he came out really? of the left field stands. Yeah, he, 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 so he, he comes out and he, and, he, and he goes and he runs out, he's wearing a Dodger jersey, he's got his glove, and he runs up there and he, of course, he takes the mound, right? And he, he takes the mound and he, and he throws a pretty damn good pitch, all right? And, and uh, I was like, oh man, and so now what do I do? Oh, I that's a dilemma. Like, it's a moral dilemma, right? And I'm looking at Michael Chiklis. I'm looking over at, at the Admiral. And the Admiral's like looking at me with like, oh, you do it. Don't you do it. But listen, I'm an astronaut, okay? I can't let an actor show me up. Right? Right. I can't do that. So then the music starts up. Then they call it my name. And I go out there. And, of course, I take the mound. All right? Good. Michael Chiklis. I can't, I can't let him. So, so I take the mound. And I and I threw my pitch. It wasn't bad. It was it was a little low in the zone. And to this day, I'm really mad at Ellis. Ellis was a catcher for mm-hmm. the Dodgers back then. Yeah. And and the guy's a professional athlete, all right? He short hopped it. You know, so my ball, it cleared the plate in the air, but it hit um right behind the plate. And 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 he and he, and he short you know, hopped it went right there, boom, right. He goes down ball. on his knees and everything, or did he? Yeah. He was he down on his knees. Like I'm like, I'm like, hey, you're a professional. You're a pro. You're a professional major league ba- ball player. How hard is it to go like this and just like, move your hand forward a little bit? And, I, and now I got to scuff on my ball. A you couple can, steps forward. A couple steps. All you have to do is lean, lean a little bit. For crying out loud, you know? I mean, come on, Ellis. If you're listening, Ellis, I'm still mad at you. For, I, I have the ball and it's still got a little scuff mark, and it. it doesn't have to. But it was good enough, you know. Look, it, it, it crossed the plate mm-hmm. in the air, and it wasn't. I didn't. It, I didn't embarrass yeah. myself. So, so now I'm walking off the, the mound, and I'm looking, at, and, the, and the admiral is just like fire coming out of his eyes, like <laughs> shooting dark, like you, raceman. And and uh, and and now he can't let an actor and an astronaut show up the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Right. right? He can't do that. So he takes the mound, despite all of his better knowledge and, and warning and advice. Takes the mound. He rears back. He throws. Boom! <laughs> what it's happened? Like, didn't even make it halfway to the plate. Oh, it just, gosh. Like, a complete lawn dart, just like Vince Scully warned him was going to happen. Ellis comes out of his crouch, walks halfway to the to the to the mound, picks up the ball, hands oh, it, it to him. Oh, didn't even reach the it didn't reach the plate. No, it didn't reach the plate. It's stuck in the dirt. Like, like, like I'm telling you, it was like a boom, like the a ground dart. screw had to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to bring out shovels. They had to dig it. <laughs> and he's got so now he's got this ball that's covered like in dirt, and he's walking off the field. And he looks at me, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mike Mullen. He looks at me. He goes. 
you know, Garrett, it's not my job to throw a fucking baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah that was it yeah so that was the last time yeah that was the last first first pitch pitch. yeah yeah wow well well it's a it's a a terrifying yet yet really memorable moment if any of you ever get the invited to throw out a first pitch yeah don't pass it up don't pass up but practice don't pull a scooter try to go to the mound if you can you want to make yeah. the most of the opportunity. Especially so. if an actor is going to show you up. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Michael Chiklis. Uh, all right, man. I think we should wrap it. What do you think? Yeah, we should wrap it there. I think okay. that was good. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you liked it. I hope you liked it, too. Yeah. Hey, one more. Do you remember uh, when I first showed up? Uh, so in my first year as an astronaut, probably your third, I guess. Do you remember they had all of us come out to? It was the last oh, yeah. uh, season in the in the um, in the uh, Astrodome. Yeah, it was in two thousand. Yeah. I think, I, well, I'll tell you what that season was. I think they, geez, we could look it up, but I think they opened the ballpark in two thousand. So it must have been in ninety nine or something. Yeah, I think it was somewhere. ninety. It was yeah. before two thousand. I think it was ninety yeah, nine. I think it was opening day nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah. And I remember uh, uh, we're at, we're all uh, we, all of us. There was a whole lot of us. There's about uh, yeah, like fifty or sixty astronauts. Yeah. And we're lined in the the base paths, right? We're Neil, uh, and Neil Armstrong threw out the first pitch. And Neil Armstrong threw out the first pitch, and that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna say about it? Though? There's something I remember from that. No, that's it. I just I just remember. What Neil I remember Armstrong. is I think <laughs> that what they told us to wear. They told us to wear uh, like a flight. Um, a, a shirt, like a polo shirt from one of our missions. Or if you hadn't flown in space like I had, you know, it was wear your, wear your class shirt that said, you know, Group 16 or sardines or whatever you guys had, you know, penguins or something. Mm-hmm. So that was that was what we were supposed to wear. So all of us did that except one guy. <laughs> Who was that? Steve McLean. Oh, came McLean. in a you know, full flight suit. So he's wearing <laughs> his NASA flight suit. He's the only one. Ran with the Canadian flag because he's a Canadian astronaut on his shoulder. Yeah. And everyone else is standing like with jeans and a polo shirt. And you got one guy who apparently was getting ready to jump in a T-38 and go do something. <laughs> so he, and he was there the whole time. You know, as he goes, oh, I guess I didn't get the memo. I just assumed this was to where, you know. Well, you know so, the, great thing, the great thing about Steve is he the next day, he probably forgot all about it. The next day, I don't think he realized he wasn't he was wearing anything different. I don't think he even noticed. He was like, oh, I don't know, I was wearing this, and yeah. I didn't know. You know, I don't think he even noticed. I think there's everyone else, everyone in the stands, like, oh, there's only one real astronaut there, the guy in the flight suit. That must be Neil Armstrong, the guy with the why is Neil Armstrong, Armstrong? I didn't know he was Canadian. <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember about that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that bit. Yeah, yeah, it was special though. Yeah, that night I, I spilled beer on uh, on Ellen Baker by mistake. She got mad. I don't before, blame her. Yeah, before I got to know her really well. But she was okay with it, sort of. I felt bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. But, yeah, All I remember right, We should wrap this. We're going way yeah, over. Yeah, let's so, go. Uh, so with that, I uh, hope you enjoyed our stories about first pitches. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, folks. And uh, appreciate you listening. Garrett, it's been fun. Thanks for sharing all those stories. Yeah. 
It's good to be back in the saddle doing these again. Yeah. This is great. All right. Till next time, two funny astronauts signing off. Take care.